Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by yours truly, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each week on Ciao Bella, I explore today's Italy, speaking with artisans, designers, hoteliers, architects, artists, Parmesan makers, in other words, the creators who are making the Italy that you love. So sit back and join in. Welcome back. Today I am sitting in a little suburban area outside of Torino. It's called Chieri, in a historic home in a beautiful kitchen. But it doesn't matter where I'm sitting. I'm talking coffee, cafe, with Carolina Verniano, who comes from a historic cafe family from Torino or the area of Torino. Hi, Carolina. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, I'm, I'm so happy to be sitting with you because uh, we just we just spent the past I think like five hours talking about the, her family's history, about the process of coffee making, and something you know I take for granted is I, I buy my cafe. I think I make the best cafe at home. I, I think I buy the best cafe, but I realize I don't know the story behind it. I don't know where it comes from, and, and today I really really learned with you where it comes from. So I thought we could just start a little bit by talking about your family's history. So I know, just to give everybody an idea, we're, we're sitting in her family's home from 1882. Correct. Um, her great-grandfather, Domenico, started this company. You want to tell me a little bit about how he started? Yeah, he, was, um, he founded a company that it was not only coffee, but it was actually trading food because you could not live out of coffee only at that time. So he was trading uh, some kind of food and he was sourcing coffee from the plantation. Um, it was um, a very unique type of business, uh, uh, as but there were not many in, in Italy doing that. Um, so uh, he was sourcing the coffee and selling the coffee to the little shop in a very, very limited local area. But then from there, the second generation started expanding the business and going a little bit beyond the borders of uh, Torino. And this would be Enrico? It would be Enrico, which is my grandfather. I haven't met him, unfortunately. He died uh, quite young. He was uh, working very, very hard. He had several companies beyond coffee, so it was really, it's, it's really part of our family, so we really work a lot as a culture. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, I haven't met him. Uh, but my father learned from him, and he started uh, really understanding the coffee business, which is a I think it's it's not just a business, it's really a passion. And for our family, it's, it's really a matter of being passionate about this. You cannot only source coffee and sell coffee, but it's really like a kind of an art uh, that you learn since you're little and you try to really promote uh, and, and learn, because every day we, we, we're learning something. Um, so just going back to the history, um, my grandfather, um, he, he developed the business, he, he really had big plans, but unfortunately then the wars happened, so obviously the, the business was, was very limited at that time, so we, we had to kind of start again after the war. Um, and then my father took over, together with my uncle. Um, what are their names? Carlo and... Carlo and Franco. And Franco. Yeah, we called the Coffee Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my father, he, just after high school, he started uh, learning about coffee. Um, and, and then, obviously, he, it was kind of a contagious business. So his brother decided to join. He was in the textile world in another company. So he decided to join the coffee because it was 
really uh, really talking so well about this business and the possibilities that he said, I, how, how come I cannot join? So they together, they moved the company from Chieri, where we are at the moment, to Santena, which is 10 kilometers away, to a location that was in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing there. What years would this be? Uh, 70s. Okay. 1970s. And at this point, from what I understand, Cafe Verignano was still very, uh, let's say, local. it was local, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's typical of the coffee business. Each company has its own area where um, it's obviously famous and known from the people. So it's, it's a very, we have more than, more than 1,000 coffee roasting company in Italy. So can you imagine how many in each single area are important and well-known? So Verignano was very much into Chieri and surroundings and not really beyond that. Um, but in the 70s, when we moved to Santena and we started building a real company, not just a shop with a roasting behind, but really a real, a real company with roasting machines and production lines and uh, a warehouse. So it was a, a proper company meant to be big. Then obviously we started expanding. Um, at the beginning, it was hard because no one was even, could even pronounce our name and still struggling a little bit. <laughs> Verniano. I, I, I did have to practice a bit. <laughs> Everyone is calling us Vergnano, which is obvious, but it makes it interesting. So we like also the fact that we are not for everyone at the very beginning. So we have to really get they, passionate about it. They us. have to work for it, exactly. right? <laughs> it's not immediate. Um, so in the 70s, uh, my dad and my uncle, they started hiring people and uh, going to other regions of Italy, going to supermarkets. Um, and so yeah, from then, really the company wrote every single year we had a growth, grew every year, double digits, and we are here today, so. Well, you're not just here today. I mean, I know that um, there are Cafe Verniano bars. I know that you guys are all over Italy. So for the American listeners, you know, you can pop into an Italy and you can definitely try one of, you can try an espresso. You can, you can, aside from going to the bar and having the true Italian experience, you can also buy the different blends of coffees that you have. Um, but I also know, just from talking to you, you, you also, Verniano adapted very, very quickly also to the kind of 21st century changes, which include the capsules because you guys produce capsule coffees for machines, Nespresso machines, right? Correct. Yeah, we were the first one. Um, but not just the first one, we, can, we don't have to be modest. They're also biodegradable. Yeah, we were the first one in launching the capsule. And at that time in 2010, when we did that, no one was doing so. So it was kind of very brave because we didn't know the reaction of Nestlé on the other side, which is the biggest multinational in the world. So um, we, we, we're brave in, in terms of um, how the company works and the family things. We, we, we do things when we kind of, uh, uh, we decide just to, to be the first one and we move fast and um, maybe sometimes uh, not thinking too much. But in that case, we, uh, it, was, it was a good idea because we, we were the first one. We've been leader for many years. Now everyone came in, but we're still growing in the capsule business. And then we decided to be different in another way, so towards the environment. So we decided to launch our capsule, which are compostable. So you can throw our capsule in the organic waste. And again, it was a um, first move advantage. So we, are, we were and we are the only one in the Italian market to have a compostable capsule. Um, so again, it was another brave decision, a lot of investment behind that, but we believe that we should be innovative also in the coffee market, which is a pretty traditional market. Um, and we like that. We feel that there is a future in, in this world. Uh. Well, I definitely think you guys are a novelty, and I think you really are looking in an innovative sense, because not, not just on um, innovative as far as the production of coffee and the 
changes in the coffee world, but also I think, you know, with this new project that we're about to talk about, because tomorrow is the Festa della Donna, International Women's Day, and for several months, uh, Viviano has been working on a campaign called Women in Coffee, where they specifically, which is, this is why I'm here because I love this, is they are highlighting, celebrating women that produce coffee. Do you want to talk a little bit about this? Yeah, there are not many women behind the coffee world, and being a, so, I would say lucky to be one of the few, um, I decided to really um, get a, a, a true involvement in this, but not just for, for the coffee women that are selling coffee or producing coffee, but also to all the women which are behind coffee in the plantation. Plantation is a lot about women. It involves families, it involves hand-picking the coffee. Um, it, it, it's really a matter of a, a family group which works in a plantation and makes its best to produce a high-quality coffee. And I really think we should think a little bit about this and celebrate this. Um, so it was a kind of a women supporting women. So I decided really to, to, to have this special project, which is always a, a small project, but very concrete and something we sh should see the result of, which are the things I like normally. Um, so we're gonna, we have a, a, a capsule collection of pink items, cup, pink cups, a mocha cups, a tin, a special tin, and we're gonna have a nice uh, product coming up. Um, and when, whenever someone is buying this product, we give a percentage to this plantation in uh, San Domingo Republic because we want to support them buying a roasting machine. Are there, um, are there a lot, so in the Dominican Republic, it's a woman's run or women... It, it's a, a strong coffee um, like, country. They produce a lot of coffee. And we, we decided to support a special plantation run only by women, women only. So we, we really decided to focus on, on a small project. But the reason why we're buying a roasting machine is because they can get a little bit of profit out of it, because they can ah. sell the coffee and ro sell roasted coffee, obviously. So they produce coffee and they can sell a little bit to get some profit out of it and obviously reinvest the profit in the plantation. So we really feel it's a circle and a nice project to support that um, really supports also the, the quality of the people behind the plantation, because at the end, all we do is because there is a plantation behind working with high quality coffee. So we feel that all this is, a, is really a, a, a nice macro theme to support and, and we, I like it a lot and I feel there is a future for this uh, so little this, project. So this will be an ongoing project then? Absolutely. So it's, it's a capsule collection called Women in Coffee. Um, the coffee cups are pink. Is there, the, and there are the, the espresso cups as well as the, are there other cups or is it just espresso? It's espresso cups, pink, there is a, mocha, a pink mocha, there is a special coffee tea. Oh, I should tell everybody, a mocha, in case you don't know, is um, definitely the Italian way of saying the, the on the stove coffee maker. Yeah, and it's, uh -huh. by the way, what we're drinking right now. So. Ah, <laughs> is, there, is there a special blend for women in coffee? We have a, the special tin that we created for women in coffee is made for the mocha. Um, which is a special grinding, which is medium to, um, it, it's not too fine, it's not like the espresso grinding, so it's sort of a filter grinding that allows the mocha to have this light taste, which um, is ideal for long coffees. So it's not an espresso style, but it's a little bit of a longer coffee, so it's a little bit lighter. Okay, that's, uh, that's definitely something we're trying that right now, I believe, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> So actually, that, that, that brings me to um, my, my next question that I've had all throughout the day because, you know, what I used to know of coffee was 
I only knew, oh, you have to get 100% Arabica, and that's it. And then today, you took me around, and, and I didn't realize that there's, like, and I, and I thought it had to only be Arabica, and you showed me that your coffee comes from, we saw Colombia, India, Vietnam, um, Ethiopia, and I, I... More than 15 origins of coffee. And there are two different kinds, Robusta, Robusta and Arabica. Yeah, we, we, we like to mix origins of coffee together in order to, to make a special blend that includes all the perfume of each single country. And the idea of saying 100% Arabica is high quality, a mix with Robusta is not high quality, it's really something uh, that um, doesn't really, I think, describe the, the real thing. Because Robusta is a plant that pro uh, is produced in some countries like Vietnam, India and others. And Arabica is another type of plant that is produced mainly in Central and South America, and there are also some African countries as well. So those two types of plants, they produce a different type of coffee. One is more, the Robusta is more full-bodied coffee, full of perfume with some wooden um, notes, while the Arabica are a little bit more acidic, a little bit more perfumed in terms of flower and lighter taste, and the two things mixed together, we feel that they give really the ideal tasting cup. And mixing them in different percentage, you can get a, a, a more full-bodied coffee or a lighter coffee, more acidic. So it's, it's really a way of uh, making a recipe. It's like cooking a, a cake and just adapting the ingredients in order to get a, a different final result. So our idea is really not saying something is good or bad, but it really just depends the type of Arabica and Robusto you source in the country of origin and how you mix them together and how rich your blend is. The richer the blend is, the more perfume the, the blend has in cup. So this is a little bit the secret behind it. And I know it's, it's also another factor is, I guess, you know, the, it's the kind of, what do we say, abitudine or the, of, of the people because we were talking and you were saying to me, well, you know, okay, in, in Napoli, in Rome, they're, they're, they want a coffee that's a little bit more crem, uh, corposo, you know, Correct. so full body, would that yeah. be? And then in the north, you were saying maybe a little more delicato. Correct. A little bit more delicate. And then in America, you said... A little it, bit more acidic. Which I was just, I, I didn't realize, I mean, I guess, you know, living in Rome, I'm so used to having my cafe a certain way that I didn't think anybody else had it that way. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't, not that I didn't think anybody else had it that way. I thought everybody had it that way. And that was the only way to have it. In each single region of the world, in each single town, I would say, in each single region of Italy, there are different ways of drinking coffee. And I really think we should respect them. Um, we should not say there is one way of creating a blend, but we should create the best blend for the habits of the people we are targeting. Um, there is not, we, and we don't want to say that that's re not really our style and our way of thinking. We, when, whenever we enter a market, first of all, we make an analysis and we see what are people drinking? Um, what are people loving? Which is their taste? And after that, after this study, we decide to create our blend, which is obviously a little bit Verniano style, so we put our style in inside the blend, but it's always in respect to the taste of the people. And each one is drinking something different. In Rome, yeah, you are absolutely right. In Rome, they drink a very short, very thick, full-bodied espresso, which is absolutely amazing. While in Torino, where we are, we are a little bit longer, also in terms of the quantity of liquid, and then a little bit lighter, and the creme is slightly lighter than the Roma one. 
I cannot say which one is better. They're both excellent, but they're different, and we should respect this. I have to learn to respect this then, <laughs> because apparently I don't. <laughs> apparently, I, I, only the way you drink it in Rome is correct. No, no, you would love it. Wait, what about what about all these? I mean, I, I know I, I learned something new also yesterday, but I, I know a lot of people have been talking about third wave coffee, and you guys, you guys are, you know, initially I I I just was thinking, you know, coffee is coffee, and you guys are very Italian, so it's only going to be espresso. But when I when I walked around, I saw that you guys are involved in third wave coffee. You make Turkish coffee, which when you showed me that, I was just surprised because it was something I just never would have thought of. Turkish coffee, if people remember, you know, you're basically leaving the the grinds in the coffee. Correct. Um, and, uh, and wait until they go a little bit down. And and now there's also, from what I understand, something called fourth wave coffee. Do Correct. You, do you want to talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, we should be. Uh, very open-minded always and, and try to surf the waves uh, in general, not only about coffee, but uh, the, um, there is a new trend in coffee, which is really these places where you can taste the coffee, choose your blend, make sometimes your own blend, um, try also different methods, not only espresso, but, but maybe Chemex or Gina or other pr preparation methods which allow to have a longer extraction coffee. Um, and, I long, think, and longer instruction, does that mean more caffeine? Um, it can mean more caffeine, okay. yeah. The espresso is the, um, obviously the drink which has less caffeine because of the quantity. It's normally 25 to 30 ml inside a cup, so it's a very little coffee. Um, so, um, but in general, I, I, I like this. Why? Because they bring culture. So people get interested in the coffee world. They want to learn more. So there is an interest in learning more about coffee. And every time there is from the public, from the consumer, an interest in learning more, the, the culture develops. So it's a good chance to talk about our way, which is a little bit more traditional, because the espresso culture is a little bit more traditional. It's the most antique way of drinking coffee. So for sure, it's most, most more traditional. So the mocha is really an historical way of drinking coffee. What, so like, what's, what's fourth wave then? Is fourth wave going back to tradition? Um, it's going a little bit beyond tradition because oh. it's utilizing this new method of extraction which are um, with a very lighted roasted coffee, which in Italy is a little bit different. We do a little bit medium to dark roast. Oh. So it's roasting the coffee in a different way, mainly drinking single origin oh. and trying different preparation methods. So it's a... It's something working in parallel. We like that and we always want to learn about this because it, there is a world behind it and we should really get into that. Uh, but in the same time, we also bring our dream forward, which is always bringing the espresso culture all over the world. So the two things that I don't think are one against the other, they're just the two ways of uh, going forward. Let's talk a little, because I know, I know you have espresso bars all over the world and um, let's talk a little bit about espresso culture because um, I think a lot of people reach out to me uh, about coffee in Rome. <laughs> They're like, when can I have it? When can't I have it? Um, you know, can I have a cappuccino or do Italians, the Italians don't drink cappuccino? So let's, let's break down some of the myths. So the Italian, it's, you know, in typical Italian culture, we have our cafe. We call it cafe. Yeah. And we have it first thing in the morning. I mean, when you go to the bar. Yeah, at home, people, 90% uh, of the Italians still have a mocha at home. They have capsule, they have other way of uh, drinking coffee and pre preparing the coffee, but uh, mocha is still there. They, every Italian 
real Italian as a mock at all, which is really a symbol, um, something you cannot avoid. Um, cappuccino, everyone drinks cappuccino. It's mainly a morning thing. Italians would never drink a cappuccino while they eat food. It's really something. I've heard it's because if milk doesn't digest well. Um, I think it's really kind of against our culture because we feel that cappuccino is a sort of a meal. So ah. if you're having a meal, you cannot have a, another type of short meal together. So it's more a cornetto and cappuccino, so brioche and cappuccino, croissant and cappuccino, but it's not really something we can have at lunch. Whoever you see drinking cappuccino while they eat, we feel it's not Italian. <laughs> it's really well, something. Then they aren't. <laughs> they, it cannot happen. Now, I know also, by the way, that you know, when, you're, when you're having a great meal, you have a great lunch or a great dinner, um, you don't have a cappuccino. I mean, sorry, you don't have even a cafe with your dinner. You wait till afterwards. And right. in Italy, we have it because, because I've, I've had um, friends that have felt, they, they told me they felt bad because they ordered a cafe while they were having dinner. And I said, well, you know, I mean, it's usually done after dinner. Yeah, because you cannot really, your mouth should be clean when you drink coffee. So should you have it before or after dolce, after the desserts? Um, you should have after, but before the coffee, you should always drink a little bit of sparkling water just a sip of water to clean your mouth. So we feel it so much as um, really something you should do um, alone, on its own, that you cannot really be conditioned by a meal or food or meat. It's something so pure that really cannot be affected by the food. It's so, like a religion unto itself. Now, how do, you, how do you feel about sugar and coffee? Because I, I told you my mom has, I, I think I was telling her, she has coffee all the time. She's espresso like 15 times a day. And she also has, we always joke, we're always like, ah, un po' di espresso con tuo, tuo zucchero. Because she puts a ton of sugar in it. No, um, there are two ways of thinking. So you, espresso, in order to do the tasting, like a proper professional tasting, you should try the coffee with sugar and without sugar. Not a lot of sugar, a little bit of sugar, but in order to get some taste out of the coffee, some perfume out of the coffee, you should have it also with sugar. I cannot have sugar, so I drink sugar-free because I have 12 to 14 coffees per day. So imagine adding <laughs> sugar to each single coffee. I would you die. die. Exactly. You burst. So I prefer to have it sugar-free. Yeah. Um, what about, now, one of the, my favorite things is when it starts to get really warm in Rome and then I have my shakerato. I love it. I, do you guys make a shakerato? We make shakerato. We make cold brew, which is the new trend. What's that? Cold brew is um, a drink. It's made out of coffee and water only, but it has air in it, so it gets foamy. So it's just coffee and water, but it's a sort of a, a, an extraction of coffee, cold, with the foam on it. So it's a sort of a shakerato made out of a machine. It's amazing. I've so never I, I don't drink alcohol in general except for wine, which I drink a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> so cold brew for me is a sort of an aperitivo. Wow. I can have shakerato or cold brew as a substitute of an aperitivo. It's really an amazing, and when you have it in a nice long glass, it's really like. Is this sipping. something that you only have in Piemonte? Or no, no, we are we're spreading this all over the world, and now it's getting very popular in the US as well and everywhere in the world. Um, oh. It's called nitro coffee, so it's really like spilling uh -huh. a beer, but it's really coffee and water. Oh, but um, do you have to use nitrous oxide or? Um, it's the machine which creates oh, the nitro. Wow. It's, it's amazing. Um, it's so at the at the bar in Piazzale Flaminio, would I be able to find it? I think so. Because Vermiano has, has their own bar yeah. in my hometown in Rome, and it's actually <laughs> about five minutes from my daughter's school, so I'm going to be trying And we have that. also some Apecar, the branded Verniano, going around and offering the coffee in the morning. Just, just 
they just move, so I cannot just, tell you where they are. You just, just they have, have to them find in them. too. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna search them out. Maybe they have like a tracking device, and I could I could find maybe, them. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they're great. amazing. Super tiny little going around and bringing coffee everywhere. Well, I'm so I'm so happy that we had a chance to to. Well, aside from I just drank um three coffees with you, and I'm now me more. I mean, you <laughs> see, you don't. I, I I told you I can't have caffeine. So there was a moment earlier today when I was like blah 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 blah, blah and I'm like I always do that. I've reached my like. All of a sudden, the caffeine has now affected but me. Then you get used to it, and you will not feel it anymore. So all right, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna start drinking exactly. more coffee. <laughs> um, well, it was really a pleasure speaking with you, and Thanks. I cannot wait to find your little epic epic Gagliano. I'm gonna send me a picture. Uh, do I'll, I'll take a picture with the guy. I'll, I'll post it on Instagram. Um, we can also follow Cafe Verniano on Instagram. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. And tomorrow, I think. I mean, I, this. I want everybody to, to take a look at the links at the end of this. At the, with this uh, podcast, I'm going to be sharing some links, and so you can see the Women in Coffee project. Um, everybody should follow it, and everybody should drink a pink cup of Thanks coffee. Thanks very much. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. You can find all my episodes on iTunes, and if you have time, subscribe, rate, and let me know your thoughts on the podcast. You can also be part of the podcast by donating. Find Ciao Bella on Patreon.com, where with as little as $1, you get behind-the-scenes photos and videos as I travel all throughout Italy. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafirpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafirpo. Ciao Bella! Ciao Bella!